Today on The Breakdown, just a few short weeks ago, we released a podcast and video called Playing Against Adrian Mateo Sucks. And guess what? We've got another pretty cool hand involving Mr. Mateos. This one from the Poker Stars Championship in Prague from 2017, the main event. And things get a little hairy for Mr. Mateos. We're going to talk about it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, it's uh, Mateos himself that's put in the sucky spot this time. Yeah. So take that, Adrian. You think you're put, so good put at that in your put that in your poker really, really good poker poker pipe and smoke. Yeah, it stop being you're so good. At stop it. being so good at poker, you're man. So good. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fair. We told him, man. We did it. Yeah. Go now. Go run away to your mommy, <laughs> Mateos. Yeah, we. Who's probably also one of the world class at poker and yeah, or something games. at yeah. least. Yeah. Good genes, that guy. Apparently. Yeah, um, yeah. It is the Poker Stars Championship, the short-lived Poker Stars One Championship, year. which is just the same thing as the EPT. But they went back to the EPT. They yeah. realized it was a bad idea and bailed quickly. Good for them. Yep, it was a bad idea. It it was confusing because when you put the word Poker Stars in it, you assume online poker, and it just kind of gets like weird branding feeling. Yeah, you know, the EPT had built up a really strong brand too. I was sur- I was always really surprised that they changed it in the first place. Because they were trying to combine all those different tours, right? Because they right? had all of the different. They have the A APT, the yeah, the LAPT. They don't have the NAPT anymore, but they did. And then they the, yeah, they just a bunch of and the EPT, and they wanted to make them all the same thing, right? But it just didn't really work, I think. Yeah. Um, this the video was suggested uh, by Bruno Hungano. Yes. So thank you for that suggestion, Bruno. I Bruno must uh, speak English, but he did suggest a. Portuguese version, or I think it's Portuguese. It might be Spanish, mm. um, but I know Br- Bruno's a Brazilian common name, so that would be lending me towards Portuguese. And it's Prague. Yeah, which is in Europe, <laughs> so <laughs> that's close to Spain Yeah, compared to, to Brazil. Um, but an interesting thing about, about this hand is we don't know the name of the button. For a while, Jonathan and I were like, who is this badass dude who, on the on the broadcast, they just call him Bhutan with a lowercase b, how cool is that in fair, guy? In fairness to us, because that may sound like we're pretty dumb. Yeah. <laughs> okay. On the broadcast, they have the thing, you know, the graphics where they have Adrian Mateos's name and the place where this other dude's name is supposed to be, it just says Bhutan and it's a lowercase b. And we're like, is that some sort of cool nickname for him? Yeah. Then eventually we looked up Bhutan and realized they don't know his name either and they're just saying button. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Portuguese, by the way, because we looked up the Portuguese yeah. translation. Yeah. Um, so anyway, thank you, Bruno, for the suggestion. I yeah. hope you're a podcast listener because no video coming. No way. No it's how. podcast only. You you know, if you recommend a uh, video that's in another language, it's rare that it's going to make the videos. Now, we it's happened it, before. We did it one time because it was, it was, yeah. it was that insane, absurd reveal hand in Spanish. Yes. And uh, it must be seen. There were subtitles. So that helped. In this video, there are not subtitles. Mm. Right. Yeah. So yeah, if you suggest a non-English hand, we might do it. For the yeah. podcast, but we're not going to make a video of it. Well, I mean, you never know. No, It has to be incredible. Never say never is on. It has to be incredible, Yeah, basically. So if you want to suggest a hand for the breakdown, we are, of course, the Poker Guys. You can find us just by Googling Poker Guys Twitter, or you can go to Twitter. Our handle is at 2PokerGuys, the number 2 Poker Guys. Include a YouTube link and a timestamp. And, uh, you know, maybe you'll get, get one of them suggestions through. Yep. That's and for uh, sure. Bruno's a first-time suggester, so congratulations to Bruno. I think we've really this is the first time with Bruno. Maybe Bruno's made other suggestions. Oh. Maybe the first time it's first ever time been successful. On. Suggester. I definitely recognize Bruno's name. From okay, something cool. Well, first time having success. Maybe, 
Bruno, where did you grow up? Why do you care? Were you my next door neighbor? <laughs> you think you, you live next door to me? <laughs> did you live next I lived to on David Drive in Connecticut. Did you live next to a guy named Bruno? I don't know. I you was don't, young. I was very young. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Interesting. I don't know why your mind would go there, but strange. I, I lived I lived on David Drive. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that again. Yeah. And uh did you have a good time there? I did, actually. I liked it very much. Colchester. Colchester, Connecticut, Bruno. Is that you? Give me a wave. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably him, yeah. Um, this is wow. <laughs> We're gonna it's be... gotten a little surreal. It's podcast number two. Anytime the second podcast of the day happens, things get a little goofy. I don't know if we're going to call it surreal, but it's definitely, uh, let's call it a bad podcast. Thanks for <laughs> reining it in, man. Yeah. You're welcome. I didn't mean that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Why don't we just talk about the okay, hand? Okay, okay. We, we got nothing else. Um, it's, it'll be fine. <laughs> Sometimes things just organically develop on the Monday podcast, yeah. and we we don't get to the end until about ten or fifteen we minutes just in. Go with it, you know. Yeah, it's but a lot this of time, going with this it time on we, we let ourselves try, but nothing came of it. I <laughs> mean, that whole where I live thing was pretty. Oh good. yeah, that was amazing. I think that's gonna really translate well yeah. to podcasting. I think so too. Yeah, I'm We're optimistic. Be looking that up on Google Earth. Um, all right, so 501k. We think it's day two because it's 90 minute levels for yeah. all of the EPT and PSC main events, and it's level nine. It's definitely day two. Yeah, it's that five hundred one k, Bhutan, who is not a person, but just the, some guy, the some guy on the button. Let's let's give him a name just so we can refer to him as something. Uh, Raphael. No. Okay. Chauncey. Can we call him Chauncey Raphael? Raphael's his last name now. Done. Lock it up. Moving right. on. Chauncey Raphael. <laughs> Now, wouldn't it be incredible if his name actually was Chauncey Raphael? That would be a huge surprise. Also, wouldn't it be incredible if we have a listener who's not that guy whose name is Chauncey Raphael? That would be awesome. You got to tweet it as if that's the case. We need to know. All right. Continuing. What does he do? What happens? Okay. He has King Queen off. He's got 78K on the button. Okay. Chauncey Raphael does. Uh, King of Spades, Queen of Hearts. Opens to 2,500. So he's got 78 blinds. He's feeling good. Adrian Mateos. We don't know his stack. We know he has Chauncey covered. Yeah. By uh, at least a little bit. That's Chauncey Raphael? Is that I, what you mean? Uh, yeah. Okay, good. Good. I thought maybe you were th- talking about a different Chauncey. Chauncey Samwise Raphael, if you want to use his full name. Okay. Yeah. I don't, but thank you. Yeah, just in case in the future it comes up because you want to be a bit more formal. Yeah. You know, if you see him at like a, a black tie party, you might feel obligated. Chauncey Samwise Raphael, what in, the, what in the God's green earth are you doing here? <laughs> Never expected to beat hors d'oeuvres with you. Yeah. At the black tie event. <laughs> I'm ready to go. The deviled eggs are really good. All right, so he has King Queen off. Mateos has two queens, Queen of Spades, Queen of Diamonds, yeah. and all of the skill. Yes. He's in the small blind, pretty clear three bet most yes. of the time. Let's assume he has something like 100 blinds, Mateos. Okay. Makes it 9,500, sure. which is nine and a half blinds. I imagine the sizing is based on position. He would probably go a little smaller if it was cutoff button. I would think if it was cutoff button, it'd be more like 7,500 to 8,000, maybe as low as 7,000. Yeah. Between seven and 8,000. Yeah. Right. Uh, most of the time, you're just going to get folds, but yeah, you're you're happy with action here, and you're probably going with it for 78 blinds at these positions with queens. I think unless this guy is really tight, you're doing that, yeah. right? Uh, and Chauncey Raphael does call with king queen off. I think you have to call against Mateos. Mateos with- may actually be going with queens no matter what because he's like my image is such and my reputation is such that it doesn't matter how tight this guy is, you know? Yeah. I agree with that. And button small blind. Unless he thinks this guy is one of those people where nothing matters except his own cards and he's crazy. Right. This is what's uh, 
the guy on the button who we're calling Chauncey Raphael. Yeah. We know <laughs> as little about him as the show that we watched that had him knows yes, about him. That's right. Where they just know his position. So <laughs> just to give everyone a sense of it, I spent some time looking up Bhutan to, <laughs> to find out how he finished in the event. <laughs> yeah. So and also to find out his first name. So yeah, yeah, that's that's how bad it was for us. So yeah, we don't know we know Jack yeah, about so Chauncey. Some of the actions he takes, it, it's interesting because none of the preflop actions are that interesting. It's just no. a uh, three bet and a call. But you'll see post flop, he takes interesting actions that you could either do for the really wrong reasons and be a bad player, or do it for really right reasons because you know Adrian Mateos and you know right. like you have to expand certain ranges. Right. Like so it's gonna be interesting to try to figure out which one it is. I don't know if we're gonna be able to, but we can make an attempt at least. Okay. Yeah. Um so after the three bet and the call, the pot is twenty thousand seven hundred. And the flop is I didn't write the flop down, Jonathan. Well, but it's, it's king. Uh, it's king jack king, seven. King jack, yeah. King jack seven rainbow. Nobody's got any sort of backdoor draw. That's right. Except they both have the backdoor straight draw with the queen. Sure. Uh, as Mateos, do you want to bet? I think it's fine to bet, and I think it's fine to check. Actually, I, I think I'm pretty in between on this one. Actually, um, who do you think the board favors? Good question. I think it favors, let's see, Mateos, three bet, this guy called. I think it favors Mateos, but not by a lot. I think it favors Mateos as far as the best hands available. Mm-hmm, the top, I the think, tippy top range. I think uh, Chauncey might have more hands that he's able to continue with than Mateo, Mateos would if he were not the aggressor. I mean, Mateos may have like a lot of suited kings, like lower suited kings. He might, that's true. But he also probably has... Like suited aces, which which the other guy may have folded, like ace, just a bunch of aces, maybe yeah. that the other guy may have folded to the three bet. So they, maybe they cancel each other out. Right, a and I think I feel like uh, Chauncey has more middling jacks that Mateos might have just flatted with, like Jack ten suited. He, Mateos might just flat. He might. I don't know. Yeah. He might be three betting all that stuff. He I'm might not be sure what he's doing. Yeah, with with that, that's fair. Um, if Mateos is ever three betting stuff like Jack five suited and stuff against the button open specifically, yeah, then he's got a lot more jacks. But the jack isn't. I mean, that helps, though, too. I, I think it's probably just slightly better for Mateos, but not hugely. It's close. Next question. Yeah. Do you think Chauncey has more jacks or kings in his range? Chauncey, well, Chauncey Raphael. Uh, I would guess he has more kings than jacks. Okay, which ones? Do you disagree ones? with that? Which ones? Yeah. Um, I think he can have ace-king. I think he can have... I know <laughs> you won't have ace-king, but I think ace he king? can have ace-king. Against Mateos? Sure. If we assume he's competent, he probably doesn't have ace-king against Mateos. I'm not ready to assume that. Okay. And based on some of the actions that happen, which, as you already gave a preview for, that could be either really good or really bad, I've decided to lean towards really bad without before we go deeper into this anyway. Okay. And I have reasons for that, which we'll get into, why I think it probably is really bad. So I think it's possible for him to have ace-king. I wouldn't have ace-king here. I'd definitely be four-betting Mateos when I have ace-king, 100%. Yeah. he certainly can have king-queen. He can have king-jack. He can have king-ten. Suited, at least. For sure. Can he have king-nine suited? Don't think so. Not supposed to. Whereas, so that's it for the kings. I mean, if we don't give him ace-king, I think he has more jacks. Because I think he has ace-jack, king-jack, queen-jack, jack-ten suited. Yeah, he might even have jack-nine suited. And he might have jack-ten off. Right. That's fair. Which, the, the reason I'm asking this question is yeah. because if he has more jacks than kings, I like this bet. By Mateos, which he chooses to do, right, a lot more than if he has more kings than jacks. Yeah, 
We block some of the obvious straight draws. Not all of them, but the most obvious straight draws. The very most have. obvious open-ender of Queen. Right, 10. so yeah. we can't really get value from that very often. Right. Um, I guess we get value from Ace-10. Sure. Um, but yeah, the, your point is your point is fair. But the thing is, if he's got if he's got kings or jacks, like if he has a jack, we're unlikely to get three streets anyway, right? Right. So I don't know how important it is that we like bet here if he has even if he's jack heavy. Obviously, if he's king heavy, I guess it's even worse to bet. It's better to bet if he's jack heavy, for yeah. Sure. Which I guess is your point. That that's reasonable. Yeah. Because we block the straight draws so hardcore, I'm sort of inclined to check. I think if we didn't block the straight draws, I think it's okay to bet. You know. A hand where we can really get called by some worse hands for at least a while. Assuming Mateos is as blind to this guy's identity and ability okay. as the both the broadcast and we yeah. are. If you check, what's your plan if the guy goes three streets? You just fold eventually? Three streets on a super clean run out. I yeah, assume. like King Jack Seven, then like four deuce. Well, we're certainly gonna call the flop. Um, I'm gonna make a lot of I'm often not always, but I'm often gonna treat the turn as an inflection point in the hand where I'm going to often make my big decision on the turn. Like, if I call the turn and it runs out clean, I'm probably calling the river with queens because top of the range and all that. Mm -hmm. So the question is, can I make an exploitative fold on the turn against him with my queens? You can't because you don't know anything about him. Right. Well, he might he might give me some information. Okay, assuming he doesn't. Okay. Uh, fair enough. He bets twice. I think we probably should fold on the turn if he bets twice. I think that's why Mateos chooses to bet. Yeah, he doesn't want to be in that spot. I don't. I wouldn't want to be in that spot either. You want to define the hand a little bit more. Yeah. Even if you win a smaller pot, because you you can easily get outplayed otherwise, right? Yeah. 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 You define the hand so much more by betting. Even though you often fold out, like some of the hands you really wouldn't want to fold out, like a lot of hands you don't want to fold out, you're going to fold out. Right. But also, we're expected to bet on this kind of a board. In fairness. Right, we're expected to bet on most boards, honestly. Yeah, but but a king high board when we yeah. three bet, like we're expected to bet. Like we have kings, we have aces, we have ace king. He probably has none of those things. Set of jacks, we have. Right, yeah. he may not have jacks. He might. He might. He might fly with jacks, but he really might not. Uh, he might four bet jacks. So like, we we have as you were saying, we have all the tippy top stuff. We also block queen ten, which I guess is not good for us getting action, but. I think I like a bet because of what we're saying, yeah. Like, yeah, it just makes the, the hand easier to play. Yeah, like if we bet and get called, that really is meaningful. You know, we can we can put that in, we can start to puzzle out the hand much much more easily than if we check and he bets where his range remains wide open. Yep. All right, so this is where things start to get interesting. Yes. So Mateos bets 7K into 20,700. Classic good player down bet, having three bet. Yep. Um, this is where we start to ask the question, is Chauncey Raphael really bad or really good? Yeah. Because he does the thing you really don't expect. You don't well, you really don't expect him to fold. That would be the number one thing you don't expect. That would expect be shocking. With with top pair second kicker. He doesn't call, which seems like what everybody in the world would do. Yeah. He raises to 18k. Right. Now, if this was 4 years ago, I think I would immediately assume he was bad, just immediately. Mm -hmm. And I'm still leaning that way like you are. Sure. But I think there's a chance he's good, too, because as we often talk about on this podcast, you kind of have to zig when people are zagging. And I think a, a zig that might be coming is expanding value ranges and raising more post-flop. Right. So this could be a version of that, mm -hmm. because there's not that many hands Mateos can have that has this guy beat. And raising on a board like this is relatively polarizing, 
because there are clear draws and there's not that much value that you can have. You can have like a set of sevens or king jack. Right. And so Mateus is going to call with a lot of hands that are worse than king queen uh, if he puts you on a more traditional polarized raising range. I mean, well, that's a question, though. Is he actually going to do that? I think he, I'm not sure. I think. And this goes to the heart of this. this point, I think traditional right? good players right now are calling with a lot of hands here. When you say a lot, give me give me what your definition of a lot is. I think if he has queen jack plus, he's going to call. Oh, OK. The raise? Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think he will, too. Yeah. Um, Jack 10 suited. But like too. he's folding two tens, right? Yes, I think so. Okay, well, they're folding out a lot of his range, though. If it's good we're not jacks, getting any further pocket action. queens, and good kings. But we're not getting any further action from two tens anyway. I don't know if that's true or not. We're gonna call. We're gonna float um, a fair amount on the flop if he bets once, with with, with hands that have some equity. Yeah, gut shots. And if we have ace queen, we're gonna call, and he knows that. And he, it's not gonna be an automatic spot for him on the turn. I think. Um, with two tens. All right, let's assume for a second okay. that Chauncey's a good player. Okay, but not give him the mergey range that he clearly has here. What what would what would be the actual hands combinatorially that we expect him to show up with when he raises? It's funny you ask this because we actually, when we were watching this, Chauncey's hand was blind to us. We didn't know what yeah. it was, and so we were assigning a range. We were as we were watching, we were just sort of like saying, "Well, here's the hands that we're putting him on." Yeah. And it was certainly not this hand, like you said. It was much more polarized. And the hands were King Jack, as you said, pocket sevens. Queen um, ten. Queen ten, although we block it, but queen ten. And then all the gut shots, which yeah. is like eight, nine, ace, ten. There's a little bit of ace, queen in there. Yeah. Um, I, don't know how, I don't know how often he's really going to raise ace, queen. I really wouldn't put ace, queen in there very often, or even ace, ten. Those are much better hands to float with than eight, nine, or ten, nine, or ten, eight, um, which are hands that make much more sense to raise right now. All right, so... Let's assume for a second that we give him all of the queen tens. Okay, sure. And half of the bad gut shots as raises. Okay. Because maybe sometimes he'll just fold those. Sure. Um, so all of the queen tens is eight combos from Mateos's perspective. Okay, yes. Uh, and half of the bad gut shots is 16 we'll s- combos. We'll, we'll assume they're like suited and stuff like that, right? He's not going to. Oh, yeah. He's not going to call three bet even in position. Okay, so then, with then, 10, it's four, then it's four combos. Well, it's 10 8, 9 8. Nine ten. Oh right. So, so it's six, six combos. Six okay. combos. So that brings us to a grand total of fourteen combos of semi bluffs. Okay, I'm assuming you're right with that. Yeah, eight and okay. Eight, yeah, okay, fourteen. And it, assuming he doesn't do it with ace ten ever, which he might. He might, but but often if he's a good player, most most good players right now are f- are um, flatting with their ace highs when they can have the best hand, and also a draw to the nuts and the overcard and stuff like that. But he at least could. You're right. He yeah. could be raising that. Team. He has somewhere between 14 and 18 combos okay. of those if we're giving him like a traditional good player Fine. semi-bluff range. Fine. Versus uh, King Jack is nine combos and a set of sevens is three combos versus 12 combos of value. Right. So that means we're supposed to call with a lot of hands. If he's chaos. raising all of his queen tens. Yes. And if he's raising, you know what I mean? Like he may not be. Even if he's only got eight combos, if he only has the queen tens and not the gut shots, we're still supposed to call. Um, the raise, yeah. yeah, yeah, no. I mean, as as Mateos, I think we're supposed to call the raise for sure when we have a hand this strong. Yeah, like we have to call the raise because there are draws he can have, and like just by like he may also just be losing his mind a little bit. That's possible, and we just have to like give him a chance to like stop losing his mind. Sometimes, you know, like sometimes we'll call this raise. You've seen this so many times. They raise the flop, you call, and they immediately shut down. Yeah, and it goes check, 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 and you win, and it's great. Like, so this is immediately a poopy spot. Especially if we don't know anything about this guy, right? Yep. We're like, okay, so 
you wouldn't be assuming that if he's a good player, he's going to raise one pair of king hands. Correct. But you might think, okay, this guy could be a bad player raising one pair of king hands. Sure. But you don't know that. Maybe Mateos does, but we don't. Right. We don't know anything about him. But it seems like Mateos assumes that he's going to have a more competent raising range and decides to call. Yeah. We should be a little careful with the word competent just because we're even starting to wonder if it is competent. Maybe it is competent to be raising top pair type hands in in spots that we normally wouldn't. I agree. So, but but I hear what you're saying. Yeah. Like, Mateos... It seems is assuming a more traditional range of like, like advanced at least twenty sixteen advanced player raising range on the flop kind of a thing, right? Twenty seventeen, but yeah, okay, but like where you're clearly polarized, yeah, yeah, right. And with that, it makes sense to call. Now, let's talk a bit more about the raise itself. Okay, with king queen, knowing we have king queen as Chauncey, whatever his name is, um, Raphael, is is there a chance he's a good player, or are we stretching too much with that? Here's one of the reasons why I question him being a good player. He's in position. He's got top pair. And by raising here, even if he can get called right now, he's often going to fold out almost everything on the turn. True. Right? If Because he, he's, he's in fighting the pot. This is going to be a big bet on the turn. And he's, I mean, and he's in position anyway. He might be able, he can get it all in without having to raise right now down the road if, if, if the board runs out clean anyway. And he doesn't know where he is in his hand. And right. what, what's our plan if we raise and, and Adrian Adrian re-raises? We're just going to go with it? What I it, guess. I mean, it seems... We have a pretty severe range disadvantage as far as top-end stuff. Like, yeah. We were talking about how perhaps Chauncey has a lot of hands that can call a bet on the flop, but he doesn't have a lot of... Like, when he has king-queen, all of Adrian's really good hands are better than king-queen. Right. And... That's a real problem. Also, isn't Adrian Mateos the guy who's like kind of a psycho, sicko, crazy bluff guy? We've seen that certainly in the past. Yeah. Like, don't you want to give him a chance to do that? Why would we raise and take that away? Feels like we're taking that, we're taking, we're pulling that up, that incredible opportunity to get all these chips from him when he doesn't have anything. And yeah. he's the kind of guy who really, really might go three streets bluffing it all off. Yeah. It seems. Why would we, why would we, extinguish that it seems kind of bad honestly it really does i mean it seems bad of okay the hands that we can get called by yes and the problem is we have a queen in our hand that's a big problem the hands yeah. that we can get called by that we're beating are one combo of queens <laughs> one combo of queens yeah because two no three combos three com- three combos of queens yeah. sorry i was thinking from mateos's perspective for some reason oh, okay three combos of queens sure 12 combos of ace jack okay 12 combos of queen-jack. No, not 12, because we have a queen. So eight combos of queen-jack. Assuming, yeah, okay. And, I mean, that's assuming he's going to three-bet that, too. So we can't give him all those combos. Right. And then some version of the same thing with jack-10, where he, we can't give him all the combos. And then he's folding 10s, right? So. I mean, I assume he's folding 10s. I don't I don't really know what Mateos is doing, but yeah. And then Mateos, if tens. Mateos has queen-10 himself, he's going to call. Or re-raise. Or re-raise, yeah. If he re-raises, our plan is to not fold? I guess. Seems bad. Even though he may be re-raising with queen 10, it still seems bad because he's also re-raising with his sets in his top two. Yeah. And maybe even aces and ace-king. I don't know. Probably not. So we weigh that questionable range of combos that I just laid out, which is like, I don't know, 15 to 20 combos in there, something like that. Yeah, that that can call the initial raise. That can call the initial raise versus the super strong hands, which are never folding and might raise us. 
pocket aces, six combos, pocket kings, three combos, pocket jacks, three combos, ace king, 12 combos, set of sevens, three combos. And like ace king is not that many combos because we have a king in our hand too. Oh, right. Sorry. Eight combos. Yeah. Um, and king jack, which is another eight combos. Nope. Nope. Less. Yeah. You're right. So six combos. Six combos of, yeah. of king jack. Still, that's a lot of combos. Well, the problem is this. Like, so we can make this raise and get called by some things, right, that we want to get called by. Yeah. But a lot of those things are going to fold to another bet on the turn anyway. Yep. We're in position. I don't know. So we're going to knock out all his bluffs, pretty much. All his air is going to go away. All the hands that are beating us are not going to freaking fold. All the, A bunch of the hands that we're beating are going to call once, but then fold the turn anyway. So we get two streets, but we're probably they probably would have check called the turn a lot anyway, or continued on the turn for sometimes. He and he's a psycho. It just seems like this is really bad. I agree. I I think it it kind of points to Chauncey being bad. It yeah. feels like a pretty bad idea. I think conceptually, we should be probably expanding our value ranges with one pair of hands in some spots. Yeah. I just don't think this is a spot for it. I think maybe in a spot that's like uh a king deuce deuce board with a flush draw on it. Maybe we could raise king queen on that board because it looks really fishy. There's also a lot less we're losing to. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Mateos is almost never going to have a deuce. He can have pocket ace. He can have ace king. But that's and it, one combo of kings. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and and he can put us on a flush draw really easily. He was on a flush draw. Where there's almost no danger at all of him re-raising us. Yep. You know, we can have a much clearer plan, which is actually to go with the hand because he can have, if the hands he's going with are flush draws, probably much more so than made hands on this board right. where he only has one combo of full house and maybe no deuces. I don't even know if he's going with pocket aces as a re-raise. I don't think he's folding them, but he's probably just calling. Yeah. So, like, we would just be like, cool, if he re-raises, it's an easy get it in spot with King Queen here because he has so many flush draws and so few made hands. Yeah, like, so I, it's so kind I, of an ideal spot. I might prefer that board texture to this one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Isn't it amazing how, um, as like, I'm just thinking back to like when I wasn't paying attention to things like board texture way back in the day of poker, and like how you'd be like, oh, well, you raised top pair instead of oh, like yeah. back in like 2007. Yeah, or whatever, and you know, or, or, or like, or you raised, you just raised this 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 strength hand period instead of like taking into account. Right. These kinds of other pieces, which matter so, so, so much. Poker's come a long way. Yeah. It really has. But apparently Chauncey hasn't. It doesn't really seem like he has. I think we're on the same page that he's probably not great. I gotta. I think it's very, very, very likely that he's not great. Which is a problem for Adrian. If Adrian knew that, he might consider folding here. That right. Because if he, if he knows the type of not great he is. Although, if this is the case, maybe he's raising jacks also, like queen jack and ace jack and stuff who knows well, i mean honestly i think the move if you're adrian and the guy raises you here and you know he's bad and it's going to raise top pair type hands and maybe even second pair of hands is to either fold or three bet you three bet as a bluff yeah you know you're gonna fall at the jack sometimes but you're also folding up the kings because when they raise they're raising for information with top pair and like they're like oh i can't call now you got to have aces kind of sometimes sometimes you get unlucky and yeah. it's the type of bad player who thinks King Queen is the nuts here. Yeah. And like they go with it. Okay, that's that's perfectly fine. Yeah. But um but I think that's better than calling. Which is sort of weird to turn Queens into some weird bluff. But I'm saying you could also just fold. But I think that's what you have to, you have to turn it into a more high variant spot and put the decision back on this guy. Because when they raise, they almost always are they're not raising to go with it almost always. Well, Adrian's giving this guy some credit, I guess. Yeah. 
If you don't know, you're supposed to give him credit and yeah. play it this way. You're supposed to. I mean, you're, he's playing a, a sure. 5K Euro tournament. You know, like yeah. you generally give those guys credit. It's not the the World I mean, Series main event. It's yeah, not, it's it, not that soft, is what you mean. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. But the World Series main event, you typically don't give them credit, but I mean, depending on who it is, yeah, what they look like, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I definitely got raised on day three of the main event this year by with top pair multiple times by one by a particular guy who has over two billion in earnings. By two the way. billion, two Sorry. billion. <laughs> That's a lot. Two billion, yeah. He won the one drop a lot. He always <laughs> wins the one drop, and they've been playing it for longer than you realize. Okay, and they play it every day. That's cool. And it, it costs more now to buy in. <laughs> All right, that makes million. sense. Five million buy in. Anyway, so like, yeah, but so there still is that. That's that. That is still in poker. It's not as much as it used to be, but it still exists. Yeah. And Mateo's calls. Yeah. Um, a place that you can call if you want to. Is the phone company. Call the phone company. Tell them, disconnect me because I'm busy playing nitrogen sports poker. Yeah. <laughs> you like that transition? I thought that was awesome. It was pretty good. More segue than transition, but still love it. Segway is a type of scooter. Yes, it is. Does everybody know about the inventor of the Segway? Do you know about this? I, I No. This is the craziest thing. He, okay. He died driving a Segway off a cliff. On purpose? I don't remember. I hope it was on purpose. Otherwise, that's a bit ironic, sir. It is quite ironic if it's not. He's on like, purpose. you just lead and it goes whatever direction you want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that really happened. I'm pretty sure. That is amazing. You know what that reminds me of? And we'll get we'll get back to the ad, I swear, but <laughs> don't worry, listeners, we'll get back to the ad. But this reminds me of this lawyer, this is a true story, who um he had he was walking around like all the new um they're not interns when they're you know, the law uh paralegals. Okay, whatever it is, the new, the new, the new yeah. kids. He was showing them around, and he was, he was, he was. They were on like you know the 80th floor of their building. Oh yeah, and yeah. And he said, yeah, this these windows are like insanely reinforced, so like nothing can happen, and that's because of liability stuff. So we make sure he's like, watch, and he did, took like a running start and jumped into the window and said, see, and nothing happened. And he's like, I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna run even harder because you didn't really get that. And he did it again and ran right through the window and died. Wow, just. 80 floors. And they must have thought it was a joke at first, but then he was really dead. No, that, that'd be a very elaborate, well-done joke. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Yeah. Kind of Michael Scott type level prank. I don't think Michael Scott would be competent enough to... No, but point. he always tried to do pranks where everyone thought he had killed himself. Yeah. That was like one of his big one of his big pranks. Of course, in every episode where he does that, he then does start to consider killing himself because he realizes, as he's pretending to be really suicidal, that he actually kind of is really depressed and lonely. Anyway, nitrogen sports <laughs> poker room. <laughs> uh, so you guys like poker. You're listening yeah, to this. Yeah, that's what we're talking about here. There's like half a percent of the audience maybe who doesn't care about poker, just likes listening to us talk. And that's fine, too. That's fine, too. You probably aren't the ones for this. But for those who do like poker, Nitrogen Sports Poker Room is a great place to play poker. And if you use the link in the description of this podcast, you get access to the extremely cool poker guy stuff. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. No monster trucks are involved yet, but we're, well, wor- we're working on that. We're working on it. Uh, we're talking about our monthly tournament, which we've talked about many times. It's a great guarantee. We never get anywhere near the guarantee. You need to use the link to get into the tournament at all. Yep, and let me tell you, it's super cheap, just in case you don't know. It's less than a dollar to play. It's a 1,000 buy-ins guaranteed. We get like 80 people, less than 80 people, even 77 people at the most. Other things you can do on Nitrogen Sports, bet on sports. That's yeah, that sports thing. NFL Survivor Pools, Jonathan. Yes. They're back. Nitrogen is one of the only places that actually organizes these things these days you know it's true it's hard to find nfl survivor pools uh survivor pools are a cool thing where every week you have to pick a team out of the whole league to win 
And if you're right, you get to move on to the next week. Yeah. Now, the catch, Jonathan. There's a catch. There always is. You can only pick each team one time. Yeah. So you can't pick the Eagles every week. That would be easy. Yeah. You just cruise. Yeah. Victor Cruz. Am I right? But no, you can't do that. Is he even in the league anymore? He just retired. Oh, good for him. Yesterday. Really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Maybe I subconsciously knew that. Or we have a connection. I felt it. You and Victor Cruz have a connection. Me and Vic. Wow. He likes it when I call him Vic. Probably no one does. No one does what? Call him Vic. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, you could get in on some NFL survivor pools on Nitrogen. They have many different buy-ins. And, of course, you can do other NFL sports betting or MLS sports betting or Premier League sports betting or other sports that aren't aren't called football in one way or another. Mm. (laughs) You know, any sport. Yep, Enjoy. That's, that's great. Foosball? I don't know if they have foosball yet. I don't know if they do. But um, they also have a casino there. You can do blackjack and all the yeah. all the casino games. It's great. It's Bitcoin only, which means it's fast to get in, fast to get out. Uh, no fees. It's awesome. Get involved. Get you some poker. Use the link in the description. Get involved, you fools. Wow. You really right. took that to the next level. Yeah, I get angry. Yeah. All right. So after the raise on the flop and Mateos calls, the pot is big. It's 56 blinds in this pot. 56,700. And we started effectively with like 70-something blinds, 78 right? for Chauncey... How much does Chauncey have now? Chauncey Reynolds or whatever his name is. Chauncey Raphael. <laughs> 50,700. 50, so he's got less than a pot size bet left on the turn. He does. So let's just play this out from Chauncey's point of view just for a second. He's sitting there and he's like, okay, I just got... Ra- I raised and just and got called. How, wh- how does he feel about the strength of his hand, do you think, at this moment? I don't know. Yeah, like you can't feel great about it, right? Because it's like, well, he, well, he definitely three, would he call with Ace King. He didn't get three bet. That's nice. That is nice, but Mateos is probably calling with all his one pair of hands Ace that King, are beating us. Ace King and Aces, he's calling yeah. with, right? Yeah, and he, he might call with some sets too. Yeah, he might call with hands that are beating us uh, that are better that are better than one pair as well, just to give us a chance to blast off because we only have a, a pot left anyway. Yeah, he probably is. In fact, he's like, why would I re-raise my set here? Like, go ahead and uh, get it in, buddy. Oh, I'm going to say fucking, actually, because yeah. we can do that now. Yeah. Go ahead and fucking get it in, buddy. Feels good. Did it feel good? Oh, I'm like a... Finally, let, I'm a polar bear has been let out into the into the ocean. I'm swimming around. Polar bears prefer <laughs> the ice caps to the ocean. Yeah, and... but I'm still happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, shit. Wow. I just had to say this where... Yeah, two. okay, we've done it now. Now we're done. All no right. more for a year or two. E equals explicit, people. Yeah. So enjoy that. We're like a... We're like a... a a song that you don't want your kid to buy. Exactly, but you but they buy it. They buy it behind your back because they have a friend with a cooler dad than you. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need dads anymore to buy music, man. It's all on the internet. <laughs> it used to be a dad-based economy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. All right, so if if everybody doesn't remember, Mateos has two queens and Chauncey Repscallion has king-queen off. It was a King Jack 7 rainbow flop. The turn is the five of diamonds. It brings a second diamond. Okay. Which doesn't usually matter very much in this case. 56,700 in the pot. Mateos checks. There is no other option for him. Seems like a super straightforward check. And It's uh, a good card. It's a great card for Mateos. Like, all the draws missed. Yeah. Fantastic. And Actually, not all the draws. It's a five, right? It's a five. I guess there's like a weird straight draw that no. could have come in, right? It's no, five. there's no straight draw. You're what right. are you seven talking five. about? I don't know. Just move on. <laughs> that was weird. No, nope. no weird straight draws came in. You're just trying to think of which swear word to use. It's because next. I would know. It's because remember we were saying um some of the gut shots he could have. One of them was like eight nine. So yeah. in my head eight, it was eight nine was on the board now. 
and then a five comes, so that means a straight could be there. But it's a seven on the board, not a not eight nine. Please continue. Uh, how about if we recap the board? Because you just probably made everybody forget. <laughs> yeah. It's king, king jack, jack seven, seven five. five with two diamonds. Yeah. Okay. So Mateos checks, and Chauncey Reynolds moves all in. Yes. 50,000 into 56,000. Yeah. Is this a good idea? No. This is bad. Okay, why? What are we hoping to happen here? Uh, this is what I really do wonder. So after he moved in, now... Obviously, if Mateo snap calls, it's always bad news. But after he moved in, I, I believe, I, I, I have to believe he had that feeling that you have after you do one of these mo- moves where you suddenly feel like, what have I just done? You know, like Mateo starts really thinking about it. You're like, am I ahead? Is this okay? When he starts really thinking, he usually doesn't have ace, well, king, or better. Well, he takes long enough because he really, he really goes to the tank that at some point you know you're fine. But in the first, like... 40 seconds where he doesn't snap call, but he clearly really, clearly really has a hand and it really has a decision. You're like, he could still, he still could have me beat here and thinking about it because yeah. it's a big shove. If I were in Chauncey's seat and Mateos was a player that I thought was a bad player, yeah, and I made this move for some reason and he was tanking for a long time, I would be thinking, please fold. I would think he had aces or ace king and was considering folding. I mean, 45 seconds in, Mateo still has aces and hasn't called, I think. He's going to take like at least a minute to think about it when yeah. it's a 50 blind shove. He's going to call, but he's yeah. going to give himself a chance to like really make sure. But I think a bad player might actually yes. fold those hands and would take a long time before doing so. Mm, sure. Uh, anyway, with Mateos, once he tanks for long enough, you got to feel pretty good. Yeah, then good. you're fine. You then feel pretty fine. good as Chauncey. So Then you're wondering if you're chopping, but you feel very safe. Yeah, this seems like it shouldn't be very effective at getting called by worse hands. I mean, I really don't like this shove. I think we could bet small or we could check, but I don't know. It's like it's just so hard to get. Like, Ace Jack is going to call us? Really? Well, Mateos is really thinking about it with two queens. Yeah. So let's talk about Mateos' decision here. Okay. Now, if Mateos is giving this guy a bunch of one-pair hands, he probably takes the jacks away by now, right? He says, like, the bad player is going to check back the jack. He's, like, finding out where he was and decided he wasn't ahead anymore. He might also decide the bad player is not going to bet a king a lot of the time. Like, a bad player may just check back a king, too. Maybe, but I don't know. If we give him all of the one-pair kings still, then that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But let's give him more traditional range right now and find out if we're supposed to call. Okay. Sounds good. It really does suck that we block two queens. Well, I mean, I don't know if it sucks. It's just more information. It it sucks as far as should we call. Like, it, I mean, it gives us more information that we should probably fold. Yes, I agree. Yeah. But it sucks for calling. Yes. <laughs> How about that? Okay. It also slightly sucks that we have the queen of diamonds in our hand because that would embolden some of the gut shots right. that like we didn't cons- we didn't talk about queen nine by the way as a gut shot possibility but that is one also mm-hmm. uh, like queen nine of diamonds would now be emboldened right. to probably make this move or yeah. if he did it with with ace queen of whatever and had ace queen queen of diamonds he would feel a lot better about doing it now mm-hmm. so that's not great from Mateos's perspective blocking those hands yep blocks a few combos for sure yeah that do- that does this so that are bluffs we're getting two to one here that's which good. is a good price but it is a tournament and right. We still have, like, by our estimates, 75 blinds or so. And if we call and lose, we're going to have probably 20. And we are Adrian Mateos. Like, less than 75 blinds is a terror for everybody else. Like, that's a problem for everyone else. Like, we haven't lost that many chips yet. Now, granted, we call and win. Now we've got a huge step. Now we're a monster. Yeah, so there is that. And maybe he's aware, like, 
me and 75 blinds is good. Me and 175 blinds is devastating, which it really might be. And that if that's really true, which it might be for Mateos, like he may be yeah. just destroy everyone when he gets 175 blinds, make it super hard on the whole field for the rest of the time. Then maybe it's worth calling for that, you know, or maybe it's worth or not, calling is wrong. Or maybe it's maybe we have to weigh calling a little heavier. You know, it's like t- be willing to take a little more of a chance and be willing to lose because of how we're able to leverage the monster stack when we get it. Here's my problem. He might be the best big stack, one of the best big stack players in the world, for all I know. Go on. Here's my problem with Go. the thought of calling it all. Yeah. We have to believe that this guy is not only going to raise more than just open enders on the flop, because he only has eight combos of open enders. Mm-hmm. And we have to believe he raises all of those. But he also raises a bunch of gut shots and random air, maybe. And then does this on the turn. With all of them. Yeah. Right? Or like nearly all of them. Nearly all of them. Or else... I mean, we're getting two to one, so... But all of the value combos are still squarely there. That ma- the sensible value how combos. Many, how many sensible value combos were there? There weren't really that many, right? We, uh, we did this it one. was there King King Jack 14? and set, sets of sevens and King Jack. Yeah, yeah. fourteen. So, so we just need seven bluffs to be there. If we're doing pure chippy V, yes, right. Um, yes, that's correct. So that's good. There could also be some sets of jacks in there. It's possible there's there's at least like we gotta at least give him one set of jacks. And you you were thinking he might just call ace king pre flop, and he might play. I ace mean, king if he like can this. have a set of jacks, he can have at least a little ace king too, right? Yeah, we see people do that, especially yeah. the the worst players will not four bet in this spot because they won't really recognize it as a button small blind dynamic. They're just like, oh, I got three bet and I don't want to play a, a huge pot with right. ace king. I don't, it's Mateos, but whatever. I just don't know what to do. So he's got somewhere between fourteen and twenty value combos, I would say. Okay. Something sure, like that. Sure. So we have to have, I guess if he just has all the queen tens, we're good. Right. That already gets us there. But he, does he have all the queen tens? He's going to play every queen ten like this? That's absurd. Yeah, of course not. That's absurd. And like the gut shots are far less likely to even stick around on the flop. They might just fold. He also, yeah, he also may fold queen ten pre-flop when we three bet him. Yeah. Like he might only have queen ten suited. Right. Which is now two combos. Yeah. So that's not good either. I mean, I think it would be correct to fold queen ten off pre-flop. I think we can do a lot better. If he only, oh man, if he only has queen ten suited and he only has the gut shot suited, except for ace ten maybe, then that's a real problem for Mateos. It's also a little absurd to think he's going to shove, even if he raises with all of them on the flop, that he's going to shove all the ones he raised with on the turn. Like he's not. He's yeah. going to check some of those. Maybe he'll shove some, but to think he's shoving a hundred percent, unless you know for sure that about this player, like that just doesn't. That's not how it works. Yeah, I think it's a. Bad call. Well, he does call, which is he what you're alluding to. I think this is a bad call. I think it is, too. But it's because he's... No, it just seems like... Hmm. He thinks for a while. I really wish we didn't have queens. We're blocking exactly. the key thing. Right, no, we really don't want to have queens here. That's a real problem. It'd be way better to have ace-jack in this spot. Yeah, I think ace-jack is a far better call. Yeah. Yeah, then he can have so many more combos of things that we want him to have. Yeah. Although those have more equity against ace-jack than they have against our hand. They do. That's a good point. But at least we're winning a lot more of the time Yeah. when we get it in. Like, Adrian calls and he's got one out. Yep. And he misses, by the way. Yeah, he misses. So that, that hurt. Yeah. Yeah, I think this has to be a bad call unless there's something we're missing, which is possible because it is Adrian Mateos. So it's interesting. So what we're really saying is, and this is actually, this goes comes full, full circle to the idea of maybe... Good players should be raising top pair a little bit more because if their opponent, like Mateos, is giving you a more traditional polarized range, 
they play it wrong sometimes, right? Now, we think yeah. Mateos is probably supposed to fold anyway in this spot, but even the fact that he thinks it's close enough to ultimately call, I'll assume that's not insane because he's Adrian Mateos. But like you like to say, sometimes it's just a mistake. Yeah, it could just be a mistake, too. Yeah. Um, but like, but you can see how this would screw them all up if we have king-queen in our range now, and ace-queen in our range, but or ace-king in our range. we talked about on the flop, it's pretty bad to yeah. have king-queen in your range no, on, this on this board. board. Texture. On this board, it's really bad. We can have some boards, but... It's possible he's sitting there and even knows all that, and he's like, he can't do it on this board, though. Yeah. Like, he just can't raise one pair on this board. This is a horrible board to raise one pair. Yeah, but still, even if we give him a traditional polarized range and we remove the unsuited combos of the draws, I mean, like, it's yeah. not good enough to call. Here's a, here's another question I want to ask as Mateos when we're saying like we think this is a bad call like where does this fit in our distribution at this point two queens like we called the raise on the flop and now he's shoving the turn like assuming that we are going to call with a lot of our very strong hands too yes let's assume we're going to do that it's pretty low this might be really low right? it's like probably we have, jacks. we have ace jack maybe we have the other jacks too we might have queen jack but not all queen jacks we might have jack ten we might have some jack ten. But then we have all the sets on the board. We have aces and we have ace-king. Ace and we probably have king-queen also. Yes. And king-jack, by the way. Oh, my gosh. And king-jack. So there's so many hands that are better than this. And maybe king-seven suited. Distribution is kind of just demanding that we fold. Yeah. If we're going to pay attention to that, which, you know, we don't have to. Right. We could decide that that's not important right now. And that's okay. But if we're doing this, we're playing this guy blind, which is what we're talking about. We don't know if he's good or bad. We don't know what kind of range he's doing it. Then we really want to fall back on more game three optimal type decision making. Distribution really argues for a fold on the turn. Very strongly, it seems to me. Well, now Chauncey Ramona has like 180 big blinds. Yeah, and Mateus has done like 25 or something. Yeah. Right? Ugh, that's tough. Good job, Chauncey. Good job, Chauncey. Chauncey. I mean, I'm really curious to know what Chauncey does if Adrian three bets the flop. You know, yeah, I'm, I'd like to know if he's not going with it, it's bad. If he's going with it, it's bad. <laughs> so it's so weird. Yeah, I don't know what's better. Actually, I, I think going with it is better than not going with it against Mateos. You're supposed to go with it if you're, if you're going to get yeah. into a war with him. You you can't fold a good hand. Right. And you're just going to lose sometimes. Um, but really what you're supposed to do is call his flop bet. when he If he bets the turn, you call again. When he checks, because that's what he's probably going to do in this case. We bet. He, he Maybe he calls. Maybe he doesn't. If he checks the river, we can decide to bet or not. We might just check back the river. We probably bet yeah. the river. I mean, it's probably just barely good enough to bet the river, but it's reasonable to check back the river, right? Yep. That's it. That's the whole deal. I think they both played it bad. I agree. I agree. Darn. Thought Adrian never made a mistake. Me too. Me too, man. It's possible that we're wrong and he didn't, but yeah. from but our perspective like, right now, it feels like a mistake. I mean, as we said, having two queens blocks like all the bluffs that you want them to have. So many bluffs that you want them to have. Yep. Really messes up the math on this. I'm going to fall back to the idea of maybe he really thinks having 175 blinds is so powerful that he's in his mind he's supposed to stretch a little bit for it, and this is a way to stretch. Maybe, and it's also possible these guys have been playing together for a while, yes. and Mateos has seen this guy just pound at mind. it con consistently with just random two cards right. all the this time. This guy raises all the time yeah. on the flop, and he could have all sorts then, of stuff. Then maybe it's okay. Yeah. If this guy has like four or five suited in his range here, and he's just like, I never give up on hands. I always go for it. Right. You know. It's also possible that Adrian's seen the opposite. He's seen this guy raise the flop and then shut down on the turn a lot with um with like reasonable hands. Yeah. Like so now he is very polarized on the turn again. Yeah. Like not just not it's so like even King Jack. I guess King Jack he's gonna be able to 
But maybe he also oh maybe he's also seen this guy not like shove and play and play his really strong hands fast. So it's like you don't really have you don't really have King Jack now, man. Maybe you don't have a set of sevens because you don't you don't raise those on the flop and you don't shove those on the turn. Yeah, maybe now it's like now what are you supposed to have? Maybe Mateos is reading this guy correctly and and that the guy is moving in because he doesn't really know what to do at this point and he doesn't actually really want action. And Mateos is reading into that correctly because, like you're saying, maybe if he actually had a set of sevens here, he would bet like 22k on the turn. Right, and maybe he doesn't even raise two sevens on the flop because he still plays it all the time. Yeah, especially because he's in position. There's a lot of there's a lot of reasons you could justify the call, but from our perspective, we don't know anything. But, it seems wrong. Right, yeah. But but if that's true, if the thing about him like oh like really slow playing his big hands or being careful with them and not trying to, you know, not betting pot on the turn with them or whatever is true and Mateos knows that, well then you're like, what is he supposed to have here on this flop, on the, the way he's played this flop and turn? And he's sort of like weighing that against the fact that he blocks a lot of the bluffs. And he's like, I just think I have to call because what's he supposed to have? Yeah. I can't come up with real value that would play it like this. That's reasonable. And it turns out, yeah, you're right, but yeah, he did it sort of unreasonably, you know? Maybe. To me, I think we're stretching to give Mateos credit yes, here. Yes, we are. No question. Well, he lost that one. Yes, he did. Quite badly. Quite poorly. It's one of those when you when you call and you turn it over, and you're like, oh, I was really wrong, you know? Yep. It's like sometimes you're just really wrong, and it's like, and, and the, everyone else at the table looks at you like, you're crazy, yeah. you know? You're like, how can you call there? And when, you, when you're when you calling that spot and you're right, everyone thinks you're a genius, and you're, right. they say such nice things to you, as, you know, we both experienced this, but it goes the other way, too, you know? It certainly does. And I've had guys who really are clearly not, in my opinion, very good at poker, like, really lecture me on, you know, getting getting in with kings there in that spot, you know, whatever, yeah. like, where he's like, I, you, I would always fold kings for that many blinds, and I'm like... I believe you would. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. thanks for telling me that, by the way, just as I lost this massive pot in a huge spot. Yeah. By the way. <laughs> with two kings. And then he <laughs> says, oh, by the way, you know what? Yesterday I got it in with aces against kings and lost. So you got to know about that too now. Anyway. All right. 